Welcome back to the show. I'm Colt White. We got three stakes races to look at on this episode, including the Mardi Gras and Louisiana Downs Futurities on Saturday. And we'll also have a look at the West Texas Futurity at Sumlin Park also on Saturday afternoon. So we'll get right into it right after this. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Dunn Ranch in Winniewood, Oklahoma, standing leading 2022 second crop sire, a revenant, grade one winner and millionaire blood money, graded stakes producers, dash master Jess and one valiant hero. Of course, the valiantly bred PYC fun and fancy going into his second crop now and new in 2023 power jam has been a producer from limited starter so far and their very own in hot pursuit. It was graded stakes placed himself. Dunn Ranch can also help you with mare fallout services, embryo transfers, sales prep, and so much more. Check them out on social media, and you can also go to their website at dunranch.com to learn more. Dunn Ranch, success starts here. So let's get started with the West Texas Maturity on Saturday. Race 8 on the card, $65,000 added on the purse. 400 yards of the distance and a full field of 10 and a couple also eligibles here in the West Texas. So a quick look at the field. Number one, Mighty Revenant. This one was also eligible, drew into the field with the 11th fastest time. A stakes finalist in the past here, Mighty Revenant owned by SLC Racing LLC. Mark Younger's trains, Adrian Ramos will be up. Number two is the six-time graded stakes finalist, Jim and Jam, with the 10th fastest qualifier owned by Fred Danley, Pat and Walt Fletcher, Danley Trains, and Sergio Becerra Jr. will be up. Number three is Shaker's No Secret, another graded stakes placed one here. Second fastest qualifier owned by Manny Dutchover, Ethan Lopez, and Abel Lopez. Mark Younger's Trains and Christian Ramos will be up. Four is the fastest qualifier, Valiant Charm, a four-time stakes finalist owned by Juan Esquivel, also the trainer, and Emilio Tapia in the saddle. The five is Dr. Tool, the seventh fastest qualifier, a five-time graded stakes finalist owned by LG Racing LLC, Armando Alamos, the trainer, jockey Jacob Enriquez. The six is Sassy Harmony, the sixth fastest qualifier, making her, her third stakes appearance owned by Marco Arona, Francisco Rivera trains, Esgar Ramirez rides. Seven is Mahomes, two-time graded stakes finalist and fourth fastest qualifier owned by Jose Moraz, and he's also the trainer, and Jorge Nieto, the rider. Number eight is Be the One, with the ninth fastest time, making his ninth stakes appearance for owner Onofre Hernandez, Armando Alamos trains, jockey Hector Aldrete. The nine is Bregman, another one making second stakes appearance here, the fifth fastest qualifier, owned by Jesus Soto, who's also the trainer, and Juan Polito, listed as the rider. Number 10 is the defending champion of the West Texas maturity, Mighty Political. This one owned by Charles and Dixie Patterson, Don MacArthur Trains, Gerardo Vera, the rider. Quick look at the also eligibles. 11 is a poly cartel, my buddy. Don't think he's going <laughs> to scratch in and luck out here. Owned by Bowen Arrow Farms, James Gonzalez, the trainer, Sergio Becerra Jr., the rider. And the 12 is KJ Wild Thing. For owners John and Kathy Lee and Ruben Mayers, West Giles Trains, and Adrian Ramos will be up. So since I don't think my buddy Apolly Cartel is going to get in here, I will make my picks here for the West Texas. On top, I will go with last year's champion, Mighty Political, especially at the odds at 10 to 1. The seven-year-old gelding is sired by a political Jess out of Mighty Moon by first Moonflash. He's already had a pair of starts this year, one in allowance before that third-place finish 
in the trials. Had a great effort in that one. Just was no match for Shakers No Secret and Valiant Charm. And that one was, was not far off either. This one was a Reed O.C. Yearling in 2017 for $70,000. After winning the West Texas last year, ended up being a finalist in the John Andrini, the Labor Day Weekend Stakes, James Isaac Hobbs, and the Lovington. He's been very consistent against Graded Stakes Company throughout his career. He's done even better here as an older horse. He's an eight-time winner with two wins in four-thirds, or two seconds, I should say, in four-thirds from the 30 outs and 173,000 earnings for New Mexico bred. Mighty political, my top choice. Second, I'll take the four, Valiant Charm. He's three to one, four-year-old gelding by Valiant Hero out of Charm and Chief Corona. This one's also by Chief Corona, the damn sire. Been on the board 75% of the time. In the trial, had a great start, took the lead, and didn't look back as the fastest qualifier. Two for two this year, and has actually won three in a row. Picked up back-to-back allowance wins, and then, of course, a win in the trials here. Was also runner-up in the Riedoso Invitational last year and a finalist in the West Texas Derby. Also runner-up in the All-American Juvenile as a two-year-old. So Valiant Charm going to be getting a lot of attention here with the five wins from the 16 outs, 140000 in earnings for the Texas bread. For third, I'll go to the three, Shakers No Secret. This one was a Heritage Yearling purchase for 14000 in 2021. Five to one on the morning line, a gelded son of Five Bar Cartel. This one... Out of Shaker Secret by No Secrets here. Already had a couple of outs. Was fourth in the West Texas Derby Trials before this maturity trial. Last year was fourth in the Evangeline Futurity Grade 3. That was in December. Wins coming against Maiden Company. An allowance. Trials for the Evangeline Futurity as well. This one's never been off the board in 10 career tries. Has 57000 in earnings going into the finals. And for fourth, I'll go to the nine, Bregman, at four to one, four-year-old gelding by FTD Dynasty out of Astica by Jesse James Jr. This one a Riodosi Yearling in 2020 for $52,000 in that trial. Won it. Had a late drive there at the end to hold off his opponents. Got up to win by a head. Did Bregman the fifth fastest qualifier. Only other stakes appearance was in the La Fiesta Futurity in 2021. Ran third in that one. This one's only been off the board three times in 16 outs. Has four wins. Those coming in Maiden Company in 22. An allowance race. Then another allowance a few months later. And of course here in the trial. So 95000 in earnings for Bregman. My fourth selection. So in the West Texas maturity, I'll go to the 10, Mighty Political on top, the four, Valiant Charm, second, the three, Shakers, No Secret, third, and the nine, Bregman in there for fourth. 10, four, three, nine in the West Texas maturity. Next up, we got the Louisiana Downs futurity. It's race five on the card Saturday. Nearly a $340,000 purse, 300 yards the distance here for the open two-year-olds in a full field of 10. Number one is Cost Delivers GL, the fifth fastest qualifier. This one owned by Francisco Garza, Jose Sanchez the third trains, Luis Vivanco rides. The two is Dollar Bill, the tenth fastest qualifier. Gelding owned by Neville Tovar, Juan Diaz Jr. trains, Jose Herbert with the ride. The three is Hawk Tree Special, the second fastest qualifier. This one owned by Jessica Mendez, Daniel Luna trains, Abaldo Luna rides. The four is Whoopa, one, two, three. 
seventh fastest qualifier owned by Jose Espinosa, who's also the breeder and trainer of this gelding and will be ridden by Cipriano Badana. First start as a gelding for Wupa 123. Third fastest qualifier is the five hard attempt. Owned by Louis Melchek III, Juan Diaz Jr. trains, Victor Ureta Jr. with the ride. Ninth fastest qualifier is the six cartel Jess PYW. This one owned by Carla Diaz and Jose Sierra, Adrian Huitron trains, and Ali Rivera rides. Seven is San Lorenzito with the sixth fastest time coming in, owned and bred in Texas by Rogelio Marquez Jr. Jesus Marquez trains, Rolando Cabrera will be up. Fastest qualifier is the eight, Shindo. Owned by Carlos Castro, Santiago Villaseca trains, and the jockey, Elizar Hernandez. Nine is Stabby Joe, ended up with the eighth fastest time in the trials. This one owned by Billy Dodd, Brian Stroud trains, Claudio Aguilar will be up. And number 10 is fourth fastest qualifier, World Away Party, owned by Ann Albin, Justin Powell trains, and the jockey Juan Garcia Jr. So now on to the picks here for the Louisiana Downs Futurity. I'll take the fastest qualifier on top, Shindo. I mean, he just hasn't done anything wrong so far. He was fastest time of the schooling races and here for the trials. Five to two on the morning line, a gelded son of RC Me leaving you out of Miss O'Toole by Stoli. This one was a TQHA yearling last year for $5,500. Already looking to make a profit here this weekend. In his trial, of course, he got the win, had a great start in that one, and just hit another gear to roll away and win by just over a length. 1800 in earnings for Texas bred Shindo coming into the finals. Second, I'll go to the 10, Whirl Away Party at 5-1. to one. She's by Whirl Away Red, out of Little Miss Party Doll by PYC Paint Your Wagon. Actually is a full sister to Whirl Away Wagon, who's done very well for himself. One for one, of course, won that trial heat. Broke on top in that one, pulled away really easy. Just looked very professional there to win it by a length and three quarters. Of course, 1,800 in earnings for a whirl away party, my second pick. For third, I'll go to the three Hawk Tree Special at seven to two, a gelded son of Kiss My Hawks. This one out of Lamont Lady by PYC Paint Your Wagon. Another trial winner here was a TQHA yearling last year for $55,000. Drew outside in the trials, had a decent start, not great. Probably, if I had to guess, probably broke about fourth or fifth. But had a good burst there in the middle of the race and ended up getting up to win by a half a length. So Hawk Tree Special, that'll be my third selection. And then for fourth, I'll go to the five, Hard to Tempt at eight to one. She's by Tempting Dash out of Hard to Get by Foose. This one's owned and bred in Texas by Louis Malchek III. Juan Diaz Jr. will condition, of course, and Victor Ureta Jr., the rider. One for one, another one that broke on top. Click, kick, yeah, I can't talk. Kicked clear to win it by over a length and hard to tempt. Third fastest qualifier. So in the Louisiana Downs Futurity, I'll go to the eight Chendo on top, the 10 Whirl Away Party second, the three Hawk Tree Special third, and the five Hard to Tempt fourth. 81035 in the futurity. Joining me now is trainer of Louisiana Downs Futurity Qualifier World Away Party. Please welcome Justin Powell. So let's start off with how you got involved in the racehorse business to begin with.
Truly, uh, always wanted to go to the racetrack. Uh, graduated high school, did about two years of college, and uh, I got the bright idea to go to the racetrack and shoot horses. So, uh, so it just got in your blood. You just had no other way out, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, when I was at shooting school, they tried to get me to go thoroughbreds. You know, it's more money, but I'm just uh, I love the the drilling rush from the quarter horses. Definitely, definitely. Now let's talk about Whirlaway Party ahead of the Louisiana Downs Futurity. What's she like to be around? You know, really and truly leading up to the trials and the whole time I've had her, she's kind of a, just a real chill. You really don't think, you know, she just goes along with the flow. Uh, real relaxed. Uh, doesn't really show a whole lot of grit. Now, post-trials, uh, I believe we woke up a sleeping dragon. Because she is on go. Her, her whole demeanor has changed. Well, good, good. What were your thoughts on that trial performance, and how do you think she improved off that schooling race she had? I know she won her schooling race, too. Yeah, you know, we got here at Louisiana Downs, and she missed the first set of gate works for those maturity horses. Uh, she was sick. So we had one gate work prior to the uh, schooling race, and really – I wouldn't expect it a whole lot. Like I said, you know, she just go along with the flow when she worked. She looked, you know, decent. Uh, but I guess when she got out there and hooked those horses and, you know, Junior cut her left-handed one time, I mean, she just exploded. Uh, and then it just seems like she's progressed off of that. Uh, you know, in her trial race, I thought she run a picture-perfect race. She broke good. And if you watch the first probably 50, 75 yards, she almost looked like she didn't know where she was going because she got out there all by herself. And then all of a sudden, probably the last 100 yards is probably the only time she actually dropped down and ran. And that's when she really ran away from them. Right, and I was going to mention how she really kicked away from the field there in that last 100 yards. Do you think she's really going to like that added distance here in the future? Yeah, her family, uh, her full brother was a really good, or really is still, 440 horse. Um you know, I think the distance is not the problem at all. I think she likes it. But I also think she looked that way from the trials is because she just figured out how fast she was. Right. Uh, you know, if she does that from the gate to the wire Saturday, I think she'll be, you know, she'll give them all they want. Definitely. And she, in the pictures you posted over to you, I mean, she just looks like a big stout horse that really, really going to like those 400-yard races. Yeah, you know she's she's picture perfect if you if you want a, a a horse ready to run early, but also run down you know a Rio Dosa kind of horse. I mean she's mentally mature, physically mature, big bone. I mean she's just picture perfect. Uh, you know, came back completely sound from the trials. Not a, a pimple on her. That's a good uh, deal. I, Moving forward, you know, we're happy, excited. I mean, she's eating everything you put in front of her, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and stood her the other day, and, I mean, she just walked in there and parked, and, you know, the 10 hole's going to be a little tricky. Uh, just hopefully they load her. They'll probably load her horse back, just get her enough time to get in there, get set, and get her feet under Right, yeah, it's kind of a hit-or-miss deal with the two-year-olds, isn't it, drawing the 10 post, because you never know which ones might want to drift out and hit that outside rail or or ones that will really benefit. Yeah, I don't see her going to the outside rail because she likes competition. Uh, you know, she's not scared of eyeball horse. 
So if she goes anywhere, I think she might step in a step, you know. I mean, I'm glad she drew close to the eight horse, the fastest qualifier, because, you know, I think with some competition, we'll really find out how fast she is. Right, right. Last thing for you here. What else has she pointed to this year? You got anything planned out already? Uh, you know, she's paid into the Heritage Security. Uh, Rhea Dose is an option. We thought about the Rainbow. We thought about the All-American. Um, you know, we thought about the challenges. You know, we're just going to leave it up to her, see how she comes out of this race, uh, x-ray her, get with the owners, and see how, you know, where we're going to go. You know, it's all... We're just living in her world right now. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Flare Strips. When it comes to fractions of a second, all decisions are critical to achieve the best performance. Think like NASCAR, where your incremental improvements are made to get every possible gain. For example, a horse's stride at a gallop, a horse's breathing and stride are linked together. For every breath a horse takes, it takes one stride. This means anything that impairs breathing impairs stride. Likewise, anything that shortens a horse's stride will impair its breathing. A tool for optimizing stride, optimize the efficiency of breathing. Flare strips are clinically proven to make breathing easier because horses breathe easier. They can get most out of each stride. In addition, horses can serve energy, fatigue less, and bleed less. Flare strips are a tool to help horses be the best they can be. Visit flarestrips.com to learn more about the health and performance benefits of flare strips. And last race to talk about the Mardi Gras Futurity on Saturday. It is race seven on the card, $365,000 purse, 300 yards of distance, and a full field of 10. We've actually had five move up into the finals after bad tests i'm pretty sure the same thing happened in one of these races last year down there in louisiana down so at least they're getting it fixed oh, that's all i got to say so we'll look at the field here number one wild top shelf hero one of them moved up into the finals ended up with the 10th overall time owned by byron crenshaw also the trainer and arnorfo gutierrez the rider the two is fastest overall qualifier, Eyes Just Pretty, owned by Blackman Quarter Horses LLC. Janessa Muniz trains Eric Reyes will be up. Another one moved in to the finals is the three, A Political Force, with the fifth overall fastest time, owned by Rolando Pizana. Miguel Pizana trains Jockey Arturo Alvarez. Four is Majestic Pop Pop, third fastest time, overall that is. Roberto Morales owns Santiago Velaseca trains and the jockey Elizar Hernandez. Another one moved in to the finals is the five hijack a train seventh overall time owned by Alan Duran. Jose Ponce trains jockey Nestor Duran. Six is MP. She's a yes. Fourth fastest overall time. This one owned by Lance Moore. Brian Stroud trains Claudio Aguilar will be up. Seven is San Lorenzo Blood, second overall fastest time. This one owned by Virgilio Marquez Jr., Jesus Marquez Trains, and Rolando Cabrera will be up. Another one moved into the finals is the eighth. The eight, I should say, hey, let me call you back. Ninth fastest overall, a gelding here owned by Maurice Perry, Robbie Mesh Trains, and Ali Rivera Rides. And the last of five moved into the finals is the nine, one sweet sugar. Ended up 8th overall after being moved in. Another one for Rogelio Marquez Jr., Jesus Marquez the trainer, jockey Yasiel Aquino. 
And number 10 is sixth overall fastest qualifier. And another one, actually, no, this one was not moved up. Hall style takeover. This one owned by Luis Castellanos. Guillermo Martinez trains. Abaldo Luna will rot. So now into my picks for the Mardi Gras Futurity. My top selection is going to be the seven, San Lorenzo Blood at seven to two. She's by A Political Blood out of Miss Valiant Perry by Valiant Hero. Sold at the Louisiana Bread Sale for $70,000 last year. Was a winner in the trials. Had a great start in that one. Never looked back, just pulled away to win it by a length and a half. Did San Lorenzo Blood earned $3,600 for that effort and will be my top choice. Second, I'll go to the two. Eyes adjust pretty at five to two. She's by Carter's Cartel out of iCraft by Song and a Prayer. Of course, won a trial as the fastest qualifier. Broke in just a tad in that one, but kicked away clear to win by more than two lengths there in that trial. Was also Louisiana bred purchase for $13,000 last year. Now for third, I'll go to the six. MP, she's a yes at 10 to one. She's by Mr. Pilato out of she's a yes by he's a fast dash. This one, of course, the fourth fastest time coming in. A $10,000 yearling last year at the Louisiana Bread Sale. Had a decent break in the trials. Had a big late run, though, where the seas kind of parted for her in that one where she had a nice clean trip down the center to win it by a neck in that trial performance. And then for fourth, I'll go to the four, JRS Majestic Pop Pop at 4-1. to one. Gelded Son of Majestic Cartel at a Pop-A-Top Special PI by Oak Tree Special. This one was another Louisiana bread sale purchase for $11,500. Another trial winner here had a good break. And then when asked, put in a really strong run to win it by about a half a length. The JRS Majestic Pop Pop, another earner of $3,600 coming into the finals. So I've got the 7 San Lorenzo Blood on top. The 2 Isa Jess Pretty for second. The 6 MP She's a Yes third. And the 4 JRS Majestic Pop Pop in there for fourth. 7-2-6-4 in the Mardi Gras Futurity. And that will wrap up this episode of the show. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We have eight stakes races to look at, all from Remington Park, headed by the Oklahoma Futurity for over half a million dollars on Saturday night. So stay tuned for that. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.